today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Hockey is back in town. The uh, OHL season is going to be played this year. And uh, the Bulldogs are going to be right back into the thick of it. And they've got a brand new coach. Uh, Bulldogs President Steve Stales made the announcement at a virtual news conference. On behalf of uh, Michael Andlauer, um, myself, our entire staff and crew here in Hamilton, I'm extremely excited to announce Jay McKee as our new head coach here for the Hamilton Bulldogs. Let's uh, welcome the coach uh, to Hamilton. Uh, Jay McKee, thanks for joining us on the Bill Kelly Show today. Good to have you with us. Uh, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. I appreciate first, it. First and foremost, congratulations. Uh, you've, you've been coaching junior for a little while now. Of course, a great success uh, over in Kitchener most recently. Yeah. Uh, what what led you back into this and in, in the interest in the Hamilton job? Well, um, I really enjoy coaching at the OHL uh, level. I've coached. Uh, I started uh, right after retiring from the NHL. Uh, just over 10 years ago, um, I coached uh, Division One hockey, college hockey at Niagara University. Uh, I enjoyed that. I coached with my uh, my former head coach when I from when I played junior, Dave Burkholder. I uh, moved on to the AHL after that, coached a year with the Rochester Americans. And after that season, I still had the itch to play a little bit. So I, I played some hockey with the Dundas Real McCoys for a couple uh a couple seasons. I, mean, uh, I remember. I was at those a lot of those games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the second season, uh, you know, working more with the coaching staff uh, in a coaching role and and being a player, uh, we won the Allen Cup there. That was a, a you know just a great time for everybody mm-hmm. and a real good experience. Uh, a lot of good memories and friendships made. Uh, and then I got into the OHL where I started with the Erie Otters, uh, coached with them for one year, and then moved up to Kitchener uh, and was there for five years, four as a head. Uh, and now, after we've finally gotten our way through COVID, uh, making the move over to Hamilton. And, and uh, when Hamilton made some changes uh, last season, uh, that's when I really started focusing on the team and uh, the organization and uh, DVR'd all their remaining games after those changes and, and studied the team and, and uh, was very prepared uh, when, when going in to meet with Steve. And, and I know he had a lot of uh, great candidates. It's a great organization. Uh, uh, great leadership from top to bottom uh, in a place that uh, I was very interested. So we started the ball rolling uh, in the off season, and obviously through COVID, uh, if you're an owner, uh, there's there's no rush to, to do hirings when uh, <laughs> when there's no hockey. So yeah. things played out the way they did, and here we are, and I'm very excited and proud to be a part of it. I was surprised to hear that, the fact that you, you did your homework, you did your research about this club uh, before you made a commitment to it. I mean, you, you knew about Steve and you knew about Michael Andler, of course, and, and the great, yep. as you mentioned, organization at the top. Uh, but but you wanted to be prepared and know exactly not just what you were getting into, but what potential was there. Well, I believe in life, uh, you know, you have to start, if you want to achieve goals, you have to start with a vision and, and then think about, uh, study that vision, follow that vision, and, and have a burning passion for what you want. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't want to, it was a team I was very interested in. I didn't know which direction that uh, Steve Stavros was looking in their next coach, uh, but I certainly wanted to do my homework, be prepared, do my due diligence, and, and uh, you know, show Steve that, that I was very interested and wanted to be a part of uh, this organization. And, and fortunately, uh, I'm very grateful that everything worked out. I've I've had those discussions with Steve Stales and Michael Andler in the past uh, about junior hockey and and the and the fascination with it and the interest in it. Uh, it's it's a different ball game, isn't it? If, if, excuse the bad metaphor there, because sure. you're not just coaching, Jay. You're you're also developing young men. Uh, and the, you know, there's this is a very pivotal time in their life, and the coach plays a big role in that. No, we do, and and you know what? As coaches, 
these, these players teach us as well. There's, there's a lot to be learned. Uh, when I got into this league from uh, after coaching older college kids and then pro players, uh, there, there is a lot to learn. I, I've appreciated the growth uh, not only of, of the teams and the players, uh, but uh, in myself as well as the coach. I think every season that goes by, when you look back, there's a lot you've learned, uh, not only about systems or, or different experiences uh, within the game, but even learning uh, how to read some players and what they're going through in their lives. And, and uh, they can make us better better teachers, better teachers and better coaches through the experiences we go through with the kids. But I, I do really enjoy They're very receptive. Uh, they're very hungry. Um, and it's, it's definitely a very fun level to coach. And, and as coaches, uh, we're building on ourselves as well and, and getting that experience, whether it's, uh, you know, positive experiences, challenging experiences. We're all, we're all growing together. And that's, uh, that's a fun part about it. You feel like a family that's all developing and growing together. But to, to that point, and, and you know, your players, whatever team it's even, even when you're in Kitchener and some of the other teams in Erie, they, they, I mean, they, these guys have played hockey probably most of their, their lives, you know, in, in various yeah. leagues, you know, travel teams and things of this nature. So it's not as if the, the, you know, the pressure is there, and they know that at every level. We get that. But this is like the ultimate jump, isn't it? I mean, junior hockey, you know what their next goal is, and and yep. that's part of your job. You want to win with the Bulldogs, but at the same time, you want to see these players develop and be the best that they can be to go to that next level. Well, number one, I think as a coaching staff, our, our focus needs to be on development. That's why these kids are – this isn't their end goal, right? Their 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 life goals aren't to be in the OHL and, and nothing past that. So it's development first. Um, but I do believe uh, winning is a byproduct of, of great development. So uh, as coaches, we have to focus on these players. As certainly you want to win. That's why fans go. That's why the organization is put together. Um, but it, it is a developmental league for players and for coaches. And, and uh, we, we really have to put a strong emphasis on on working with these kids and, and not only their skills on the ice, but develop, developing them into uh, good people off the ice. And, and uh, you know, not every player that goes through the, the OHL is going to achieve the goal of, of being an NHL hockey player. Uh, they may go on to school after, they may go on to pro. There, there's a lot of different uh, routes that, that kids go after this game. So we want to make sure uh, we grow them, we prepare them, we, we develop them to be good people and prepared for uh, the real world after hockey. 802 games in the National Hockey League. Uh, Buffalo, I remember especially specifically from Buffalo and that, that, that championship run that you guys had in 1999. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure you still have nightmares about Brett Hull's skate being in the crease, but uh, <laughs> you got to get over that, Jay. But anyway, yeah. who were the coaches that influenced you? I mean, as, as you were playing uh, and, and thinking yeah, maybe to the point where I think, okay, it's maybe time to, to you know, hang up the skates, but you still wanted to get into the game. Who, who influenced you as a coach? Uh, you know, I had so many good coaches over the years. Scotty Arneal, Lindy Ruff, uh, uh, Tony Granato was fantastic. Mike Yo, Dan Bilesma, uh, you know, uh, Bradshaw and Kitchener was, was fantastic. There's, uh, so many coaches, everyone's different. Everyone has a different personality, a different way of teaching. Um, the majority of NHL teams, uh, well, any sports team try to surround the players with good people, um, and really, I, I was able to take a lot of different things from, from all these different coaches. And I, and I hope I didn't miss anybody that had an impact on me in those names. But, uh, you know, Dan Bilesma had a uh, – uh, he, he was a, a character as a head coach. You know, he, he was a player's coach that uh, could also crack the whip. Lindy Ruff in my early years, uh, 
was pretty stern, but I think over the years, Lindy has, has, has changed his ways and, uh, become a little more loose with the players. Uh, you know, Tony Granato, just a fantastic human, Bradshaw, the same way. Uh, so many guys that, that, uh, are, you know, they're there to help and they're there to guide you. And I'm grateful to have had, uh, so many good coaches, Don Lever, um, you know, who, who, who won with the Bulldogs as the head coach, uh, a bunch of years back Don Lever was my, one of my first coaches, he was fantastic uh, as well. So, uh, yeah, there's a there's a long list of guys that, that I, I'm thankful for uh, uh, having uh, taught me. God, I'm dating myself now. I remember Don Lever when he played for Niagara Falls, let alone coaching. Uh, that's yeah. going back a few years. I was just a young kid at the time, though. But it's yeah. fun. It's funny to watch the progression of, of the players, well, like yourself and, and Lever and so many others, who came up through the ranks and, and became very successful and got to the highest level, but going to come back down. It's, it's just, I guess it falls under the realm of, of giving something back. In other words, you, you want to be able to teach these guys the same way that you were taught. Well, I think a big part of it uh, when you go from uh, playing uh, a player to coaching is is more than anything is having a passion for the sport and, and growing up loving the sport, uh, uh, having a desire to, to win the Stanley Cup. Um, you know, so that uh, you see a lot of guys that get into coaching right from playing the game, and, and it's usually just the, the passion for the game and love of the sport and wanting to be around the arena. When I first got into coaching, um, you know, I, I, I thought I wanted to do it. I, I got into it and then I just drew a passion for coaching. Um, you know, so it's, uh, it's very different going from a player to a coach and it takes a bit of adjustment and, and you're learning every year. I, I, um, you know, a lot of people look at a, a playing history and, and, you know, you see coaches who have, uh, you know, myself, 800 NHL games, guys have over a thousand NHL games. You're not automatically a, a great coach or a great executive or a GM because you played the game. It, it does take a lot of learning and, and uh, going through different experiences, positive and, and uh, challenging, and and, uh, and studying the game. It's uh, it's been a fun process, and I've I've really earned a, a great respect for uh, the great coaches that are out there and what they've uh, put in. The game's changed, though, as, as you've, from the time you played, even during your time as a coach, the, the, it seems as if the character of the game seems to evolve and change every few years. I mean, it, it, the way I see it right now, it's a speed game. I mean, if you can't skate and you can't skate fast, uh, you're probably not going to make yeah. any hockey team any, at any level right now. Uh, there was a time when that wasn't necessarily the case. They wanted to, oh, guys that were six foot eight like Chara and, and, you know, they could just plod along there. But, but the, the game has really evolved and I, I think for the better. And that, that's, I would think has to have some influence on how you coach. Uh, 100%. The game has definitely evolved. Uh, when I first started playing, uh, we had a line of Matt Barney, Brad May, and Rob Ray, and they were effective. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I love those guys. and uh, you know, But I think if uh, they would be the first to agree, if you put them on the ice in the, in the NHL today as a line, uh, people are going to be skating circles around them. So it, it's definitely evolved. I think uh, over the years, the players have gotten bigger, faster, stronger. Uh, even when I started in the NHL in 1996, uh, you know, we would take our summers off for the most part. Uh, and then in August, we would get back on the ice for a few days a week. Then we'd ramp it up to four and then five. And, and in September, you start training camp. Uh, ten years before me, guys were taking all summer off, showing up at the training camp to get in shape, right? And now, uh, today's generation, um, these guys take a couple of weeks off at the end of junior and, and then they're back on the ice doing skill work all summer. So it's, it's a very different, uh, a time. It's, it's definitely, uh, a, a quicker, there's more smaller guys on the ice, but sometimes those are the hardest guys to stop, um, for the bigger defensemen. So the game and, and even the defensemen, there, there's a lot of, uh, 
skating, puck moving, moving defensemen as opposed to the, the, the bigger, just stay-at-home physical guys. So the game is evolving, uh, and part of that is the rules. Rules change, and, and if you look at the the games in today's uh, generation, if you see a big hit, if somebody gets hurt, even if it was a clean hit, you'll, you'll probably see a suspension, whereas back in the day, uh, dirty hits were, were not suspended. So the game is, is definitely evolving, and players are adjusting and evolving as well. How do you do the assessment on individual talent? Different players bring different skill sets. And, and part of your job, of course, as the head coach, is, is going to be where do they fit in? How can they best contribute? You know, what line? You know, what, what do they do better than, than this guy might do? That, you know, maybe, you know, what, maybe the PK, maybe power play, anything like that. Yeah. Well, it is a big part of the coach's role is to find line combos that connect. And sometimes when you have a pure shooter who isn't a great playmaker, you've got to get a couple guys on his line that can get him the puck. You know, and every player certainly brings different attributes. You have to, you know, outline that early in training camp. And the sooner you can find a chemistry with your lines, there is a true value to doing that. Uh, and what happens is when, when guys find that chemistry, they enjoy playing together and, and uh, they have more success. Um, but it, it is a challenge at times. Different players have different uh, attributes. They, some players want more of a role than they, they, they aren't given. And, you know, so there is uh, not just skill development. You, you've got to work some uh, personalities. And, and uh, you know, the most important thing is, is, I believe, especially at the junior level, is that these players understand that you care about them, you know, and, and uh, once you build that trust and they understand that you, you care and you love and you want to see them develop and have success, um, usually they can buy in. So uh, as much as we, every coach preaches hard work, we want that. We want to have good attitudes, but we, we the game is supposed to be fun. And uh, in Hamilton, we want our players to enjoy coming to the rink every day, uh, but still having that hardworking mindset and, and uh, having great attitudes. So, yeah, there's there's a lot involved to it, but it's uh, it's fun every year because it's always different, so it keeps us on our toes. Do you find sometimes though that what you have to do is bring the guys in? Uh, you know, the exuberance is there and and the passion is there, and you can see that when they're playing, uh, but they may not have that experience to know when to just back off a little bit and dial it down a little bit. That that comes with experience. One hundred percent. No, as uh, as a head coach, you certainly as much as you want to have a. Uh, a, a fun, positive, hardworking uh, uh, attitude and, and times at the rink every day. There's certainly times that you have to crack the whip. Um, there isn't a single team in hockey that, you know, from day one to, to the end of the season, just everything is going perfect. There's uh, different scenarios that come up, whether it's on ice stuff or off ice stuff. or um, You know, there, there's a lot of different, uh, but that's the part of what makes it exciting is, is every day can be different. Um, you know, so we have to, sometimes you have to massage guys uh, in the sense that you have to build their confidence up and sometimes you have to crack the whip and, and keep them on a straight line if, uh, if guys are feeling a little too overconfident or getting lazy and things like that. So it's a real fun part of the process. These guys haven't played for a while because of the, the pandemic and COVID. Are you concerned about how quickly they, they're going to be able to ramp up? I know, as you mentioned, they're, they're working out, of course, but yep. that, that ice time and, and being together and that, that chemistry that has to be built, that hopefully is going to come quickly. Yeah, every team is in the same boat. And with the players, uh, every player has a different story. And if some players were playing over in Europe, some were not. Some were doing some skill stuff. Some were... Uh, able to work out in gyms for certain periods. Some had a home gym, so it's, it's really all over the map. Um, I missed a season of hockey uh, during the 2004 lockout, uh-huh. um, so I know 
the feeling that the players have. And, and now that they know uh, hockey is coming back, uh, I remember the feeling of, of the excitement and, and having that fire, like really wanting to show up in great shape and, and uh, to get out there and prove something and, and get back to having fun playing the game of hockey again. So I know the feeling that, that a lot of them are probably going through, and, and I think there's there should be. Uh, I would expect to see guys coming in in great shape, knowing that hockey's coming back, and, and uh, I want to see guys with that fire in their belly that, that I remember feeling. We missed hockey, and uh, we missed the Bulldogs, and uh, we're so glad to know that the league is going to get back in here, and uh, so glad that uh, that you're going to be behind the bench for it, Jay. Uh, thanks so much for spending some time with us today. Uh, I want to wish you the best of luck in the upcoming season, and uh, to you and to the hockey club, and to, to your other guys on the coaching staff as well. And I know we'll talk a lot more down the road. Oh, thank you so much. It's uh, been my pleasure talking to you. We'll talk. Take care. Jay McKee. Thank you. Jay is the uh, new head coach of the Hamilton Bulldogs. And boy, can hardly wait to get these guys back on the ice. The Bill Kelly Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.